your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Uh, but we're going to kick off this morning with something you heard about and saw a lot of coverage online from Live 95 as well over the weekend. And that's the fact that over 10,000 people gathered in Limerick City to protest over conditions at University Hospital Limerick. This happened on Saturday. And according to figures from Angarda Siakona, it was more than 11,000 in total that attended this march. And Live 95's Nigel Dugdale was there and he is with me now in the studio to tell us a bit more about it. Good morning to you, Nigel. How are you doing? Morning, Joe. So remind listeners, Nigel, what the aim of Saturday's march was. Yeah, I suppose, well, the event was organised by Mike Daly and it was supported by the Midwest Hospital campaign. I suppose the simple aim was to allow people voice their concerns and anger over the current conditions at UHL. Um, some of the figures they put out was 76,000 people is the amount of people seeking treatment from UHL in 2021. And they were saying, you know, over half a million people in the Midwest region there's only 530 patient beds. So they're saying now is the time for action. They had one goal, to convince powers that be to reinvest in the hospitals in the Midwest region and to reopen the emergency departments in St. John's Hospital, Nina and Ennis. And describe what the atmosphere was like. I have to say it was incredibly dignified. And despite the sombre theme and the fact that there was lots of families there who had lost loved ones or who had bad experiences, it was really upbeat and it was quite a respectful and powerful morning. You know, there was bands playing, there were people singing songs, but it never got rowdy. It never got overly loud. It was quite dignified. Politicians had been asked to refrain from making themselves the focus of the event. And in fairness to all of them, there were lots of representatives from various different parties, but they managed to simply blend in with the crowd. There was no any of the, the the slogans or any of the the signs held up were all just to do with the march itself. Saturday's event was about families and the grassroots people who'd organised the event. Before the march kicked off, there was a minute silence and that was observed before a lone piper played and then the crowd started to make their way. And it was at that point we realised it was a very large event because right in, up to City Hall there were people packed and sometimes it just, dis, you know, it, it sort of disseminates out then and you lose the crowd. But once we got up to the lock bar, we realised they were right up to the Hunt Museum at that point. Um, then it, we went up O'Connell Street, down Henry Street to Arthur's Quay and I was standing outside Henry Street Garda Station the entire length of Henry Street was full of marchers and looking up um, one of the streets perpendicular, you could see people still marching up O'Connell Street. So it was massive in terms of the numbers. That uh, And then uh, we had a short rally after the event where a number of speakers addressed the crowd and uh, then everybody just uh, went off and did their business. So it was a really, really large but very respectful, upbeat event. Mm. Uh, and we could see that from uh, the footage that you put up on Live 95 social media. You know, it really did look impressive as the march went on. Well, you know, when you hear of marches taking place, and you're, you, you hope people will come out and support. And this was something, you know, you saw the Limerick leader last week with their front page reporting. And, um, but there could have been some people who said, oh, you know, will we only get two, three hundred people turning out of this? But it was very, very clear once the march started that this was going to be big. And it is worth pointing that out because there have been some protests and marches before where the numbers have been disappointing, but not this time. No, and, you know, we did speak, I think a couple of us were talking last week, we were saying, oh, it's starting at 11 o'clock. Is that the right time? Are people putting their kids out to the various GA fields across the city? But they were there and there were buses coming in from across the Midwest. I mean, at one point they had... 
we delayed the start because there were buses trying to find parking because they couldn't find themselves in front of City Hall. So they were coming from Ennis and out from Nina. So, uh, you know, and I was delighted to see that, you know, people in Limerick, when they're passionate about something, they will come out. Yeah. We're chatting to Live 95's Nigel Dugdale, who was covering this march at the weekend for Live 95. So talk to me about some of the people you met at the event. There were so many different types of people, different ages, people with different experiences. And then you had lots of people standing very nobly with holding photographs of someone from their family. And I chatted to one of them, and this was the aunt of Aoife Johnson. And this, people will remember, was the teenage girl who died of bacterial meningitis at the University Hospital Limerick. Her family say she was left in a trolley for 16 hours, despite their pleas. And her aunt told me what they hoped to get from Saturday's event. We're standing beside two young girls who are holding a photograph. Explain to me who that girl in the photograph is. That girl is Aoife Johnson and she's from Shannon and she's one of the last to perish out in that regional hospital because she had to wait for so long just for an antibiotic and to see a doctor. I'm here for Kate, Kate and for her family. How devastating has that been for them? Oh, the family are heartbroken and her friends. I mean, she was a young girl, 16 years of age. I mean, she has left utter devastation after her. And her sister is holding a beautiful photograph of her and a young lady with the future in front of her, her whole life ahead of her. And you're standing here today asking for what? Just like some bit of justice, some bit of help for that family that are suffering. We need more doctors, we need more nurses, we need to cut the waiting times and we need to open the other A&Es, the local A&Es. I then meant Sean Shinners as well. Sean will be very well known to people around Limerick, a fabulous photographer. You'll see a lot of his work on Facebook. And I stopped and just chatted with Sean and I didn't realise that he had a personal connection. And I said, Sean, you know, why are you here? And this is what he had to say. My name is uh, Sean Shinners. Uh, why am I here today? Well, I'm here today for the same reason as most people. But, uh, but I'm uh, directly infect- affected by this myself because, well... My older brother, Michael, who would have been 68 in November, Michael had health issues and I had a heart issue. He needed to go to the doctor. He, needed, he knew if he went to the doctor, he'd go to the hospital. And he was reading on social media and on newspapers and hearing everything with COVID. If you go out to the hospital without COVID, you can leave with it. You could be on a trolley for 22, 24 hours. So he was afraid of his living life to go to that house of horrors, which is what it is. And uh, he had a heart attack and died on the 10th of June. Purely because of decisions made not to go to the hospital? Purely because of those decisions, which I consider collateral damage of that horror house outside there in Dorytown. It's collateral, it's collateral damage of the situation is what he is. And do you believe your brother would still be here if, if this was managed better? 100%. What effect did it have on his family? They're devastated. Done. I mean... The, I, I can't explain can't explain the hurt the, the, I was with them Christmas and it just wasn't Christmas you know What would you like to see achieved as a result of today? What would I like to see achieved? Limerick needs a hospital it's simple as that you know don't put another 20 beds out there they're putting a band-aid on something that needs to be removed, amputated. Limerick needs a hospital, a, 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 a century hospital, not one for, from from 70s, 60s, whenever it was built. They, they just need a new hospital, period. Another man I met had stopped me and he said, look, I'm very shy, but I want to tell my story. And I said, well, listen, we'll, we'll have a chat. And uh, 
his story was really, I think it captured the mood that day. My experience of UHL was I ended up in a room after an operation on my own. And whatever you call it, I was ringing the bell for someone to come and help me, but nobody came in. And all I wanted was a painkiller or something like that. The staff, they're understaffed. They need staff. And whatever you call it, as one man said to me, I'm afraid of dying in here on my own, he said. It must have been very distressing to be in a room looking for just some help. For you, you felt that you were left alone. Yes, I, was, I felt I was left alone. That if I had someone in the room with me to talk to, it would be an awful lot even better. If it, rather than having one person in a room on their own, if someone wanted a drink of water or anything, there was nobody there to give it to them. And that's why I feel that I, this match should be huge today. I'd like to achieve that. All the, the rest of the hospitals opened up. This popula- the population in Ireland has grown so much over the years. The hospitals have got bigger, but the staff are not there for them. And we need more doctors. We need more, we need more nurses. I also think, bring in the nurses, put them on the ground level first day. Not in, in, not in college, but give them their, give them, let them learn from the bottom. That's where everyone starts in a job, on the ground floor. One of the many people that was at the event and that you spoke to during the march on Saturday, Live 95's Nigel Tugdale is with me. And a number of speakers then addressed the crowd at the end of the march. Who were they? Yeah, so as I said, you know, they tried to keep it as politically neutral as possible. We heard from Melanie Cleary and Melanie and her husband Barry would be well known to as campaigners and advocates for their daughter Eve who... Um, who died a number of years ago, a, a girl with her life ahead of her. Then we heard from Connor Reedy. He gave the most incredible, he's, a, he's from Nina, but his dad, Johnny, died in hospital. But the tribute he paid to his father and the piece of writing and the, the speech that he read out was just incredibly moving. We then heard from Nolene Moran, who was with the Midwest Hospital Campaign, Jer Kennedy from SIP2, and uh, we heard a statement read out by, from Tanya DeVito on behalf of Adele Hughes, who... Um, Adele and her mother's trauma they had experienced at UHL. And the march was then finished with the organiser, Mike Daly, the man who put blood, sweat and tears into organising the event. And just as the meeting um, finished and people made their way home, I stopped Mike and I just asked him what the next steps were. We have a few plans in place. Uh, we're not ready to discuss that yet. But we will be back and we, we, we'll ho- we hope we won't be back. And we hope they reopen the A&Es. But we're ready if they don't. You're happy with the turnout, I presume? Oh, very happy. Like, I mean, uh, looking at the amount of followers on Facebook, I was in two minds. Will all those on Facebook who are adamant that they'll be there actually come? And I believe they did. You think it was the right decision today and you think that this will make a difference? Well, I don't know. It all boils down to just the, the people in power listening. Like, I mean, they made a mistake, but the government doesn't often uh, turn around and admit to mistakes. But they need to. You know, everyone except the government knows they made a mistake. They need to own up and own us and move on and reopen the NEs. That's organiser Mike Daly of uh, that event at which 11,000 or so, according to the Guardi, were in attendance. And Nigel, I mean, overall, what was your sense of it? As as an event, it was brilliantly organised. It was seamless from start to finish. The weather was kind as we went up the street. It was like a perfectly crisp January morning in Limerick. It was a little bit of drizzle at the start and then it just it passed away and people went off and you could see the town was busy by the end of the day but what was really interesting at the end I talked to someone and I just asked you know do you think it'll have an impact and that's the big question um, and the, the other big question is whether what 
one side is looking for versus what another side feels solutions are, whether they're the correct, correct things. But certainly what it has done is it's asked, it's asked a question of government. It certainly has raised the awareness that people are concerned about this. And you could see the demographic of people that arrived and everybody that you chatted to had a story or had a concern. So therefore, of those 11,000 people, you know, there's a lot of people out there who are worried. Well, certainly senior politicians were being asked about it over the weekend. Uh, for example, I heard Tonish and leader of Fianna Fáil, Micheál Martin, uh, discussing it uh, on national radio yesterday. And when you talk to political representatives locally and privately, they will say that something like this that has scale, you know, something they can point to in the corridors of power and say, look, you know, this isn't just us. Look at the numbers who were out, that it can help with moving things forward. Well, there's 11,000 votes on the street there on um, Saturday and there's probably three, four other votes who are linked to all of those votes. You know, they're going to have to listen where the solutions are and how fast that will come. That's another day's work. But um, as Mike said there, you know, this is the start of something that maybe you'll see you'll see uh, an impact being made. Mm. Uh, and you can still catch uh, Nigel's film from uh, the event on Live 95 social media and it was, really was impressive to see the numbers coming down uh, the streets and you gave a real sense of what was happening on the day as you did this morning and in your reporting over the weekend. So thank you very much for that. Live 95's Nigel Dugdale. Your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe Nash.